Hi, and welcome to Soul Powerful Parables, stories of rhyme, reason, and God's truth. I'm your host, Dana Buck. Thanks for listening. And if you like the story, please consider subscribing and give us a five-star rating where you enjoy your podcasts. It really helps us. We'd also love to hear from you, so contact us on Facebook at Soul Powerful Parables. Now, settle in, and let's have a story. Johnny Reb and Billy Yank, A So Powerful Parable by Dana Buck. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. Matthew 5, verse 9. This Civil War tale reminds us that the role of peacemaker often starts with us. Johnny Reb and Billy Yank. A So Powerful Parable by Dana Buck Johnny Reb, you there? A whispered voice in darkness speaks, trying to be heard above the gurgling of the creek. I sure am, Billy Yank. The answering voice, a muffled call, spoken in that now familiar rangy southern drawl. I got the things you wanted, a pound of coffee and a book. Meet me in the middle and come have yourself a look. Sounds quite pleasing, Yank. I got the contraband you crave. Tobacco and a pipe I whittled from a barrel stave. Let's get to the creek bed. We better do this fast. The time between the sentry postings, it ain't gonna last. Moonlight casts its shadows as the two men make their way. One in Union blue, the other Alabama gray. The Yank, he reached the water, spied some stones exposed and dry and deftly bounded over, landing on the other side. Out between some trees, a man approaches in a stroll, his pipe emitting flickers from its faintly glowing bowl. Hey there, Johnny Reb. I wasn't sure you had the duty. Can I see the pipe? If it's like yours, then it's a beauty. Sure thing, Billy Yank. He reached intently in his jacket, pulling out a pipe and loosely wrapped tobacco packet. My pap, he taught me whittling. He made pipes and other things. We have a little farm outside of Talladega Springs. Just my ma and brothers and my granddad and my grandma. Sweetest little homestead in the state of Alabama. Me, I'm from Wisconsin. Pa, he ran a lumber mill. Provided all the wood that built the town of Clintonville. We had sufficient timberland to build a thousand barns. And I'm chagrined to say, I still can't whittle with a darn. Both men tried to suffocate their laughter for they feared that nearby sleeping comrades might awake and overhear. I've got your coffee, Reb. The Yank reached in his haversack, drawing out a bag kept between his bacon and hardtack. Lordy, where I come from, that right there's the forbidden fruit. Ours is made from chicory or dandelion root. Much obliged there, Yank. He took the package gratefully. I thought I heard you say you also brought a book for me. I did, and it's a doozy. Got it from a wounded man. Traded with him for a bottle and a slab of ham. Here it is, he offered. I done read it pretty quick. 
It's by a Herman Melville, and the title's Moby Dick. I've heard of that there story about a sailor, Ishmael, a captain named Ahab, and some big ill-tempered whale. That's the one, said Billy Yank. And once you reach the end, you may never row a boat or skinny dip again. Johnny Reb, his eyes lit up with boyish, mirthful glances. Well, thank you for the warning, Yank. I think I'll take my chances. Both men stood in silence, neither knowing what to say, sure that this fine interlude would perish with the day. Well, I best be going, said the Yank. I like the gifts. Thanks for the tobacco and the pipe to smoke it with. Likewise, nodded Johnny Reb. The coffee and the tail. I'll recollect you fondly when I'm reading about that whale. They reached and shook each other's hand, their common manhood plain. As morning tried to claim the night, it then began to rain. You be good now, Johnny Reb. You also, Billy Yank. They dropped their hands and both retreated up their separate banks. War is hell, old Sherman said, and surely he was right. Month by savage month, the armies pivot, march, and fight. Tangled in the wilderness, belligerents collide, then Spotsylvania bloodies the Virginia countryside. Carnage at Cold Harbor writes a melancholy dirge, leading to the trenches just outside of Petersburg. Confederate endurance can't forestall the rising tide as Sheridan and Custer show no mercy when they ride. And so the pressing weight of Armageddon when it comes fractures gray defenses and the Rebs are on the run. Five Forks is disaster. Sailor's Creek, more of the same. Options run to nothing, and it's the finish of the game. Uniforms now folded up in long-forgotten attics saw their last assembly at a place called Appomattox. Hordes of tired soldiers line the roads and fill the fields, each man fully conscious of emotions that he wields. General Lee has left the house. The dreaded deed is done. Surrender has been signed. The overwhelming Yanks have won. The time has now arrived to execute what has been tendered, the laying down of muskets, swords and sidearms now surrendered. Officers in Union Blue stand rigid at attention as man by man the gray perform what's just too raw to mention. When the task is over and the Southern force disbands, the men who once were soldiers stand with nothing in their hands. Across the muddy field, a crowd of Union troops abide, and each group stares in silence at those on the other side. A 
tokens signed by generals can't erase the brawls they fought. A war on paper ceases, yet for many, it has not. Tensions fill the morning air when something new is scanned. A man in Union Blue walks forth with something in his hand. He ambles to the middle in the empty space between, and as he does, a man in gray advancing now is seen. Standing toe to toe, expressions natural and frank. How you doing, Johnny Reb? I've been better, Billy Yank. Yeah, I know the feeling. Then he raises up his fist. It holds a mug of coffee. Thought you might be needing this. A familiar crooked smile and weary sigh is realized as Johnny Reb accepts the cup and says, I'm much obliged. You know, said Billy Yank, I hate to bore you with a gripe, but I've had no good tobacco to enjoy and fill my pipe. Reaching in his pocket, I'm a needful man indeed. I don't suppose you're carrying that good Virginia weed? The pipe, just like the soldier, showed the signs of hard abuse. I reckon I can spare some. And a packet is produced. The Reb, he drank his coffee, while the Yank, he filled his pipe. And as they did, the others gave their angry hearts respite. Soldiers found each other in the mix of blue and gray. Coffee, food, tobacco, talk were shared in great array. Someone found a bottle which distinctly changed their pallor as they toasted honored enemies and drank each other's valor. Well now, Johnny Reb, I guess we'll both be going home. I reckon, Billy Yank, you take care now, he intoned. They turned to go their separate ways amidst the milling throng, brotherhood so fractured, bit by bit, becoming strong. The Yank, he stopped and spun around, he called across the crowd. Johnny Reb, he paused as well and answered him aloud. How'd you like that book, the one about the rowdy whale? He chuckled at the quick reply. Just call me Ishmael. War and peace and what's between relentlessly unwind. Conflict and calamity as old as all mankind. Flesh will strive to have its way, corrode the higher ground, undermine the pure in its attempt to steal the crown. It's not confined to battle, desperate armies on a beach. It's warring in our attitudes, our actions, and our speech. We're called to something higher by a voice within our souls. But will we heed the summons, let humility take hold? It's not a gripping mystery too unknowable to delve. It's placed in us by Jesus. Yes, it's found within ourselves. Forgiveness and compassion, patience, gentleness, and joy. These the honored peacemaker 
unsparingly employs. So, be the voice of reason. Don't return contempt and kind. Ask the Lord to dominate your spirit and your mind. When you do, the hosts of heaven revel and applaud. And the Lord himself declares, Here stands a child of God. At the close of the American Civil War, it was often the individual soldiers who took those first tentative steps towards reconciliation. Though they had been mortal enemies for four years, soldiers from both the North and the South were bonded by the sacrifice and horror they had experienced. Who better to understand what they had endured? Though there was still tremendous animosity at the war's close, those first overtures of peace between individual men happened in the shadow of Lee's surrender at Appomattox. And the unofficial truces between opposing sentries to exchange coffee, tobacco, newspapers, etc. are well documented. It's fairly easy to see the effect that peacemakers can have in a time of war. But we must remember that we can and should have that same effect in our daily lives and encounters. Do we calm stormy waters when we encounter them? Or do we just make the waves higher and the wind blow harder through our actions, words, and attitudes? Let's be the peacemakers Jesus called us to be. After all, Aren't we all longing to be called the children of God? We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Johnny Reb and Billy Yank was written and narrated by Dana Buck. Additional voices were provided by Brandon Blue and Jordan Miles. Devotional thoughts were narrated by Kim Pratt And this episode was produced by Beneath Blue Skies Productions. So Powerful Parables is a ministry of So Powerful, a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering women and girls and combating extreme poverty in the African country of Zambia. To find out more, visit our website at sopowerful.org. Also, check out our books, So Powerful Parables and We Are So Powerful both available on Amazon. All proceeds from the sale of these books go to support the work of our ministry. And finally, check out our other podcast, The So Powerful Podcast, featuring interviews with those who have been touched by this special organization. Until next time, may your life always be filled with beautiful rhymes.